재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 There are signs of the times all around us and we devote this part of the program to unpacking them and interpreting them. Could there be a more potent sign of the time at this very moment than Kim Jong-un walking around in Singapore meeting and greeting the Singapore Prime Minister and getting ready to have some FaceTime with the U.S. President tomorrow and all kinds of images down in Singapore of promotional items for the Trump-Kim Summit. Trump-Kim burgers, Trump-Kim Singapore-style noodles. What's it all mean? We turn to Heejin Ku once again. She's a former foreign correspondent and nowadays she works for the Korean Peninsula Future Forum, a think tank that deals with future unification between the two Koreas, what scenarios may unfold. What better person could you get in the studio? Hi, Heejin. An electrifying warning to you. Woo! I mean, it's, it's, it is a circus atmosphere, and I don't say that entirely negatively. It is a charged atmosphere, as if some spectacle is going to happen. It, it is happening. It is um, a very high expectation, is uh, palpable, even in South Korea, so far away from Singapore. Um, and uh, rightly so, because uh, it's, uh, uh, it, is, it has direct cons- consequences in the future of South Korea, the Republic of Korea, as well as its northern neighbor, the North Korea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and there are so many details to pick over. You wonder... I mean, I swing like a pendulum. One minute, I think it's being treated too lightly and uh, it's too much of a circus. The next minute, I think, you know, it's got to happen somewhere. No matter how it happens, it's going to be a giant spectacle. So why not Singapore? Why not now? No matter the consequence, no matter what agreement uh, comes out of this summit, we cannot get away from the fact that it is, in fact, a very historical moment. Mm. Um, uh, the leader of the U.S. and North Korea, um, uh, uh, technically still at war, mm. um, are meeting for the first time. Yeah, and so. it's it's interesting that Kim Jong-un is this far from North Korea. It is the first time for the North Korean leader to venture into a non-communist, non-socialist state. Any, almost. I mean, Kim Jong-il, now and then, he he got up there to China once or twice. Uh, Did he ever get to Russia? I think he might have got to Russia once or so. We never know. We don't know. Uh, But this is clear. It's public. Two big jets. And interestingly, Kim Jong-un has got sort of the big guns with him. Uh, he's got the real people with real power. I thought he might leave the sister back in Pyongyang, Kim Young-chol back in Pyongyang, somebody with uh, real clout to kind of keep the fire, you know, keep keep things going and keep a secure atmosphere back in Pyongyang. But, uh, his, but, but his general, his military generals true. are still all back mm. in Pyongyang. Sure. Uh, but you're absolutely right. His closest political allies are all in uh, Singapore helping him along. Of course, um, as I said, this is his first uh, outing as a North Korean leader into a major international arena. Yesterday, he was seen shaking hands and, and smiling, sitting down with Prime Minister Li Shenlong. Mm. Um, this, the image was uh, a little bit um, strange, uh, but uh, it is happening. It, it actually brought uh, home the fact that it is actually happening, that um, U.S. President Trump and um, Kim Jong-un will meet tomorrow yeah. at 9 a.m. local time, 10 a.m. Seoul time. I hope he's hydrating. 
You know, uh, those black suits that he wears, those are warm under any circumstances. But, but Singapore, Singapore, the ooh. sweltering heat of Singapore, ev- the the media is already talking about that sweltering heat, the humidity that is everywhere, yeah. pervasive. Well, and when you show up in Southeast Asia, and especially, look, he's never really been there, has he? Uh, and certainly, well, during- we, uh, the thing is, we never well, know. Well, you don't know, right? He, he did grow up in uh, uh, Switzerland. Yeah. Um, uh, but we never know where he's been, mm. we, exactly how his visits have been. Sure. He has told other guests uh, that he has been abroad many, many times. Okay. Right. But uh, he, we never know where he's been yeah. exactly. Well, it's it's hot and it's easy to show up and, um, you know, get, get very exhausted. And I say this not lightly because physiologically you want to be in your best state when you hold this historic summit. You don't want to be dehydrated. You don't want to be sort of temperature and climate shocked and all of that. I suppose he's in air conditioning most of the time, right? Uh, yesterday, when he was ar- when he arrived, he was whisked away. Uh, we uh, presumed that was him in the, the heavily tinted um, stretch limousine um, uh, from the airport to St. Regis Hotel where he's staying. Um, and is, uh, is North Korea paying for that? I mean... Nobody knows that yet. Um, that presidential suite at the St. Regis goes for $8,000 a night. Yeah. Um, uh, it contains a baby grand piano, its own personal gym, a hot tub. <laughs> wow. um, but the, uh, the Singaporeans have said uh, the event costs about 15 US dollars. Uh, sorry, 15 million US dollars. Excuse me. Okay. Um, but it did not specify whether that amount included the costs for the North Korean delegates. Well, this was going back and forth that uh, North Korea allegedly could not pay the hotel bill or would not or... Uh, the U.S. was uh, looking into the possibility or whether they can, whether they should even mm. pick up the tab, but uh, we don't really know what is ha- going on. Mm. Um, we may have confirmations after the fact, but right now, no. I mean, I, I read some uh, a report somewhere that uh, maybe Singapore was picking up the tab, but at any rate, it would surprise me if North Korea was um, was directly going to be paying for the presidential suite at the Capella Hotel on beautiful Sentosa. Island has its own private beach. Uh, Singapore is just a beautiful place, full stop. Well, yes, um, there are three hotels in play. The St. Regis, where Kim Jong-un is staying, Mm -hmm. uh, the Shangri-La, where uh, President Donald Trump is staying, and the Capella Hotel on beautiful Sentosa Island, the five-star hotel. Very secluded. It's surrounded by uh, trees that are um, obscuring the views from any of the major uh, halls sure. where the talks may take place, and the entire perfect. island is a fortress. Exactly, the, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, the uh, the entrance and egress out of the hotel is com- uh, completely controlled. Uh, therefore, any protesters, any um, malevolent factors, may be just put, you know, at bay. Yeah. Yeah, nothing like being an island to have good security. Um, so there's Kim Jong-un. You know, of course, he's because he's the one that never gets out of uh, his, his capital and uh, rarely travels outside the country, if ever, he's getting a lot of the attention. It's an extremely unusual sight uh, to see Kim Jong-un uh, rocking around Singapore. But President Trump is also in town. He's landed. 
He has. Um, uh, Kim Jong Un, uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong Un, arrived first uh, late in the afternoon yesterday in Singapore. Um, uh, followed by uh, President Donald Trump, mm. who had uh, uh, gone straight from the G7 meeting in Quebec to um, Singapore uh, and arrived late last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was he he even tweeted uh, that he had really high hopes for this uh, uh, meeting, um, but. J- I mean, even leading up to the his arrival during the G7 meeting, he could not stop talking about the North Korean summit. Yeah, every single day, every single opportunity that he had, even with his meeting with uh, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, um, any time he uh, talked in front of reporters, he went on and on and on about. Um, the the meeting, his meeting, his upcoming meeting. There's a fairly widespread perception, probably accurate, about President Trump that he does not really like to spend a lot of time reading. Um, you know, that's not to say that he doesn't you know know how to how to deal with people in an interpersonal way. But this is not a guy that kind of tears through reams and reams of briefing books, right? That is a cause for concern. Now, uh, and uh, as if to uh, 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 say this, he said some things during the G7 which, mm. co- uh, which raised alarm bells. In fact, we've got two clips, very short clips of uh, exactly what you're talking about, Trump's statements at G7. We'll just roll them back to back and then we'll talk about that. Let's go. I think I'm very well prepared. I don't think I have to prepare very much. It's about uh, attitude. It's about uh, willingness to get things done. But I think I've been preparing for the summit for a long time. I think within the first minute, I'll know. I just, my touch, my feel, that's what, that's what I do. It's about touch. It's about feel. <laughs> no, this, the latter part of that, it, it was a separate um, um, uh, quote, but the, se- the latter part of the uh, comment was, um, the question was, how would you know, how, do, how soon will you know whether Kim Jong-un is serious about his approach to these talks? Mm-hmm. And then he says, I'll know within the first minute. <laughs> that is quintessential. Yeah. Uh, this reminds Trump. me of George W. Bush, you know, looking into Putin's soul and and seeing somebody we could do business with, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm going to know. Him, and he said it's about attitude. I presume in that uh, clip where he said it's about attitude. I think he means it's about Kim Jong Un's attitude, right? Well, no, no, no. He said it's about attitude. It's it's my touch. It's my feel. Yeah. So uh, it's you uh. know. I my the what I read from it I could be wrong was that he's going to go in and he's going to read Kim Jong Un's attitude and if he feels that he's being snowed by Kim Jong Un then as he's promised on record a number of times he'll walk out. Now he has said that. I mean the thing is he also said uh, to you know give him credit he did say that okay quote I feel that Kim Jong Un wants to do something great for his people and he has that opportunity and he won't have that op- opportunity again. So he he is laying down the rules to the talks mm. there as well. So but what we as you said uh, what has uh, Washington and Seoul uh, uh, experts concerned is that he's winging it. Yeah. Uh this is not you know this does not bode well but still it is it, it, the the 
uh, foundation has been uh, has been laid. Um, uh, 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 delegates from the US and North Korea have been uh, holding three tra- track negotiations in Singapore, in Panmunjom, and in New York. Mm-hmm. So um, there have been uh, working level discussions leading up to the summit. That, that what I read that Panmunjom sort of two week burst of furious negotiation had led led by very qualified people. Song Kim, Song the former Kim, ambassador, yes. former six party talks guy, and and Chesun uh, yeah. his counterpart in North, from North Korea. Right, uh, that was basically the prep. I mean, they had to smash into two weeks, less than two weeks, uh, what teams usually do for the better part of six months or so to lead up to a summit. It was very furious. It was very furious. Uh, uh, we tried to uh, uh, get in contact with Ambassador uh, Kim at one point, and he told us he doesn't even know what he's going to do the next day. The the uh, <laughs> so it was extremely hectic. It was extremely hectic, and uh, it but was. But see, Ambassador Kim doesn't have the touch feel that uh, <laughs> that Trump has. So don't worry about it. And 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 we cannot uh, ignore the fact that Kim Young Chol, his uh, Kim Jong Un's very very close aide, visited Washington and New York, met with President Donald Trump, mm. um, giving spent the, about an hour and a half yes. in the Oval Office with him. It was longer than. Uh, South Korean President Moon Jae-in ever spent right. in, in the Oval Office. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, there was a lot of talk. He not only talked with uh, President Donald Trump, he also talked with um, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo mm. and other U.S. Long officials. regarding and Exactly, and long back hugs and uh, uh, back pats. Back and pats and yes. you know, everybody smiling. What kind of alarms me a little bit is that um, there is no public and transparent written definition of what denuclearization means? That is absolutely correct. Now, um, this is why uh, we have to keep our eye on the ball, because what this may turn out to be is a very well orchestrated shell game. Hmm. The ball is denuclearization. Hmm. North Korean uh, leader Kim Jong-un has said uh, repeatedly that his goal is towards new, uh, nuclear denuclearization. But he has also said in the same breath that he has completed the nuclearization process for his military. Well, so, by, I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, by now we know the, the basic uh, dichotomy, right? I mean, when uh, North Korea says denuclearization, they mean denuclearization of the entire peninsula, meaning get South Korea out from the uh, U.S. nuclear umbrella and more widely. They're saying denuclearization of the world. Exactly. You know, we'll get rid of our nukes when the world denuclearizes, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. So um, we have to keep in mind that we're talking about two sides, uh, the US and North Korea, who have been threatening each other both verbally and militarily ever since the uh, North Korean, uh, the Korean War ni- in 1950-53. And previous attempts to denuclearize North Korea has ended in a succession of failures with each side blaming the other for failing to keep their promises now mm-hmm. uh, we this okay we just briefly touch back on what agreements there were mm-hmm. the agreed framework back in 1994 and the agreements do reach during this six nation talks several of them uh in september 2005 february 2007 then the leap year, leap day de- uh, deal of tw- 2012 i mean this has not been kept yeah from both sides 
to to say the least. But uh, yes, North Korea has failed in a series of um, uh, tragedies that... Well, and even if you want to play devil's advocate and say, you know, because there are sort of defenders of North Korea that say, well, United States didn't live up to this and that. Um, Even if you're going to be sort of agnostic like that, you can say, hey, man, the language is already there on paper. All we have to do is reheat those agreements. This is not a case where you have to go in wondering what to say and what to do, right? A exactly. denuclearization process is pret-a-porter. It's on the shelf. You know the what The framework, do. as I said, is there. There are these agreements that I just mentioned. Mm. We just have to keep that framework mm. and work out exactly how we are going to manage to do that. And the uh, one person who can be held count- accountable is Kim Jong-un himself, mm. who never showed his face during those agreements. Yeah. So this is the first time he is showing his face, putting a face to the agreements, and uh, he will be held accountable. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, North Korean uh, uh, media, who are uh, famous for um, uh, reporting... Uh, after the event has taken pr- place, has uh, surprisingly put out reports today, this morning, saying uh, its great leader Kim Jong Un has arrived in Singapore to hold these historic meetings uh, with uh, U.S. President Donald Trump, um, and it has it also voiced very, very high hopes for the talks, saying that. Uh, the uh, North Korea US is going to exchange wide ranging and profound views, um, to, towards a permanent and durable peacekeeping mechanism on the Korean Peninsula. You know what that's, so- I mean, what that sounds like to me is reporting about uh, two, three decades ago. You know, President Reagan is meeting in Helsinki with, you know, Gorbachev about the latest strategic arms limitation treaty. Two nuclear powers meeting. As at parity level to talk about uh, mutual nuclear weapons issues. That's what it sounds like to me. That is on another thing. And with, even without this, these uh, uh, conclusion to the talks, North Korea has uh, managed to. Well, well, uh, Kim Jong Un has managed to do what. Uh, his grandfather and his father never managed to do, which is sit across the table Mm. from a U.S. leader talking one-on-one on on nuclear issues. That alone is is a victory. Exactly. People downplay it, but that alone is a victory. Mm -hmm. Now, let's look at what the U.S. is seeking, Mm. what what it is hoping to get out of during the summit. Now, Washington has already said, uh, always said its ultimate goal is the complete, verifiable and irrevocable denuclearization of North Korea's nuclear weapons program, otherwise known as the CVID principle. Now, Kim Jong-un has said that the North is willing to uh, agree to denuclearization, but in a phased process. Rather Slicing than, the salami, as they say. <laughs> that is correct. Now, uh, uh, U.S. Democratic uh, senators have, all, have been demanding that Trump seek an anytime, anywhere nuclear inspections from North Korea, and which experts have said is setting the bar way too high. Mm. But that is the only way to ensure the, um, the irrevocable, verifiable process. Look, I mean... <sighs> Things might have loosened up a little bit in recent years, but for most of these past uh, couple of decades, even food agencies can't uh, 
transparently deliver their food and get to where they want to go. How are nuclear inspectors going to go on a spontaneous basis everywhere they want to go? Hence the nuclear inspection principle of anytime, anywhere. Mm. That is the absolute principle of nuclear inspections. Right. I mean, uh, we, the Libya model has come up and the, I guess you could call it um, the Nunn-Luger model. Uh, Pence invited Nunn and Luger. They helped to sort of uh, denuclearize these satellite states of the Soviet Union after the wheels came off the Soviet Union. That might be a better model, you know, or South Africa's denuclearization. We know what denuclearization looks like when a country wants to engage in it. They let the inspectors in and they denuclearize. Yes, but um, don't let the North Koreans hear you say the Libyan model one well, more time because I mean, they're going to <laughs> that was just, bulk at it. Well, but I mean, the denuclearization part went pretty well. Exactly. It was just the uprising and the... And the you know, murder. Yeah. <laughs> of um, uh, Murba Gaddafi that, that has bulked North Korean uh, delegates. Well, so, I mean, okay, so if we're going to boil this down, if I made to two real sticking points... It's verifiable denuclearization. That's the hard part from the U.S. And then regime security guarantee from North Korea. Well, North Korea wants that. Uh, as it as it said, uh, it wants guarantees. Uh, well, uh, South Korean uh, Moon Jae-in uh, uh, went to when he had the second uh, surprise meeting with Kim Jong Un and Pam Moon Jae. He uh, basically laid out the concerns that North Koreans had, which is whether the U.S is going to give assurances for the continuation of Kim Jong-un's regime. Mm. Um, and that is what lit the, the, the uh, harp, continuation of hopping on, on uh, the Libya, uh, Libyan model has them extremely concerned of about. Of course it would. We've got like about 20 seconds more. I'm just wondering, you know, what the optics are going to be. Are we going to see big pageant-like optics like we saw at the DMZ? Or is this going to be under wraps? I think there'll be, you know, a photo op or two. Too, but it won't be as much of a show, will it? Well, it is going to be electrifying. And given uh, new, uh, Donald, uh, President Trump's uh, uh, penchant for, for optics, for show, there will be thrilling moments. Now, um, we will see them uh, on Sentosa. So uh, we'll have to see for tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, we've got to wait until tomorrow and check it out. And we will be doing some special coverage. Heejin, thanks very much for coming in. You're welcome.